Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia, and today we're talking about the sleeping cat. Before we begin this episode, I just want to share with you that yesterday it was Munchie, our middle cat that we got for about seven years now. It was her adoptiversary or as I like to say birthday because adoptiversary is just too complicated to say out loud. So we were really happy and she got extra cuddles. Unfortunately, we were going to give her some extra little treats. I was going to go to the store and get like a little can of food, like, you know, like a special little can of food for her. Um, But with all the situation happening, we were unable to do that. And so that's what happened. But it was actually her yesterday, which inspired today's podcast episode. So let's get into it. I was uh, on the couch, actually. I've been spending a lot of my time on the couch these days. And Munchie has been extra cuddly with me these days. I think she's missing my husband a lot because that is her human that is like her connection that he has with him and she was missing him a lot and anyway she was sleeping right into the bed and I was talking to my sister and I just thought for a minute I was like look there are so many things happening and she has no idea about it like literally we as a human race right now don't really know what tomorrow is going to look like or the next week is going to look like or the next month is going to look like And for the cats, they're just living the life. They have food coming up as usual. They have a poor little human cleaning their litter all the time. So everything is as usual. And they have no idea what we as the world that we're going through currently. And that just made me realize something. And I looked it up for you this time. I know generally that I don't do that. But today I was like, hey, Samia, get on your game. Okay, so I wanted to see where in the Quran Allah talks about animals. And there was one. It is in Surah Araf, Surah number 7, ayah number 179, where Allah says, And we have certainly created for hell many of the jinn and mankind. They have hearts with which they do not understand. They have eyes with which they do not see. And they have ears with which they do not hear. Those are like livestock. Rather, they are more astray. It is they who are heedless. So Allah is referring to the ability of the livestock, from what I understand, their inability to really use the faculties that they have to get a better understanding of the world that's around them. And right now where my position is, while I was looking at my cat, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, look, I know a little bit more right now than what I knew yesterday. Okay, like with the situation and everything, I know physically the dangers that are out there. I know what the dangers that we're looking ahead, but the cats have no idea. And I feel like most of the time, like we are the cats, right? Just hang on one minute, right? Like as much as I would like to be a cat for a day, honestly, I would, I really imagine that. I'm like, if I can just, I don't even not for a whole day. I think that's too, too long because I don't want to be cleaning my own self like the animals do. But just thinking about if I could just be a cat for like, you know, 10 minutes, it would be great just so I can see what kind of things that they think about or what goes through their mind. But in reality, I do feel that most of the time, most of us are living in this state where we are just so unaware of what the true reality and the true purpose of our life here is. 
I don't know about you, but I find myself scrolling to social media a lot, or sometimes I'm like binge watching stuff on Netflix, or I am just doing all these things except for what I'm really supposed to be doing. I'm not using my time wisely. And that is as if I'm pretending that this world is it. Like there's nothing else that comes after that. Like as if I am so comfortable with the fact that tomorrow is written for me. And you know, it's just this delusion that we all are living in. And it is very sad. And I just realized that that in the Prophet ﷺ and all the prophets and all the people who Allah, special people who Allah sent to guide humanity, they're like, hey, there is a reality to this that you have been ignoring for a long time, but here it is in your face. Over and over, we have the reminders in the Quran. This is what the reality is. There is a hell. There is a heaven. There are consequences. There are rewards. There are all of these things. And we continue to live our life as if those things don't really matter. As Like I said, as much as I would like to be a cat for 10 minutes, I don't want to live like a cat who has no idea what is going on. I mean, if I just throw her outside right now, right? Like if Munchie was like, okay, I'm kicking you out, Munchie. I mean, yes, sure, she would survive, but there's so many dangers out there. Like the, and, and she doesn't know that, but I know that because, because that's what I know. There are cars, there are animals, there's all these preys and stuff. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, you think about this all the time, but especially at this time, it really made me realize how we are ignoring the reality constantly. And in this case, I was also thinking that if, if this entire situation as as awful and as drastic and life-altering and even traumatic as it is, if it makes us change who we are, if it wakes us up from this little sleep we've been having, if it makes us become a little bit more grateful, a little bit more conscious of Allah and more conscious of our purpose in this life, then it is a blessing. None of the blessings that we consider as blessings, none of them would be really truly blessings if they lead us astray, if they cause us to be heedless. But if it is a curse or a test or whatever, if it makes us change into better human beings, into better servants of Allah, into more conscious people, then it is a blessing. And for that, we have to say Alhamdulillah. And that is probably one of the reasons why we really look up to those who say Alhamdulillah often. And we're told a lot, hey, be always be grateful. Because in every calamity, in every situation, there is a wisdom hiding there, which we just don't know. And if we're just really thinking about what it is, then we might be able to see that. So one wisdom might be this. It could be a collective wake-up call for many people, for the entire ummah, because we are really, as a, as a nation of Muslims, as, as the community of Muslims, the global community of Muslims, I feel that we have been going into a really strange direction currently. Now, I don't know what's that going to look like after this is over. I hope, inshallah, that it is better than what it is right now and what it has been. We are just allowing a lot of outside influences to dictate how we live our life, how we see our faith, how we value Allah in our lives. We're really allowing outside influences to tell us that when we have the Quran to do that for us. 
But let's not even talk about that. We can talk about within the even some of the scholarship, unfortunately, that we have a lot of these people who are viewed by others to be this knowledgeable and scholars and shuyuks and like they have all this knowledge but what they are doing is just bad mouthing each other they are just leading people astray by just being like oh yeah you cannot listen to all these 10 people you know just and you see all these videos sometimes on youtube pop up where people are just like bashing on a sheikh because they disagree with one thing or two things that he did that just remind me i saw a video this is a while ago but it really made an impact on me. If you're not familiar from the from the Pakistani region, there is this scholar. He's called Molana Tariq Jamil. And I really like him. I love the way that he speaks. It is so full of love. And he really wants people to, you know, he, he really wants to give the people the message of love that Allah has in the Quran for all of us. Like a real reality of who Allah is not like this fearful reality or not even this overwhelmingly ignorant that Allah is just loves us and he's gonna accept us uh, no matter what we do you know he doesn't go to any of these extremes I feel like he's in the middle and his message it really rings true to me the way that he speaks he does not have a lot of videos in English. I do think there are some of his where you can find where you have subtitles. If I find one or two, then I will have them in the show notes here for you. If you click on the description, it's going to be there or you can find it um, on the website that's linked in the description here for the podcast. So naliving.com slash matcha hyphen talk. I just really find his videos to be amazing and I really, really like him. And I think he's really, mashallah, like a really good speaker and he really, really ignites the love of Allah in your heart for you after you after you done talking like listening to him you know and in this case it was a video in which I am not sure what the context is at all but it seems there's a lot of people and he's trying to get into a cab and people are just kind of all around him so he brushes one person off right he's like dude like just hang on like just brushes them off and he gets into a cab and he's just kind of drives away car or cab whatever and the co- the comment on there was oh look at this person what a hypocrite you know he is doing this he this is how he really treats people and i paused for a minute i'm like this is like a millisecond in a person's life that you just saw and he's surrounded by all these people and he's a human being do you expect everyone to be 100% all the time now if if i was to see him do something heinous right like if I was to do something absolutely unacceptable, completely heinous and wrong, then okay, fine. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's totally messed up. But just to say that, oh my God, how could he brush someone off like that and he doesn't even treat people human beings like, I mean, that's just too extreme. And this is a lot of a lot of the things that I find sometimes I stumble upon them on YouTube or, or even on Facebook videos sometimes. It is so depressing and distressing. It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you tearing people down? who are generally doing good for the society like have a legitimate reason for it it is different when a layman does it and then it is completely different when another so-called scholar or a sheikh does it it is so much more depressing so because of all these reasons within the layman muslim population like me and you and within sometimes the other population who are supposed to be teachers and leaders We are just going through this really weird stage where nothing really seems to be okay. Where everything a person does is somehow always wrong. If one person says this is the best thing ever, another person is saying this is absolutely haram, unacceptable, despicable, 
hellworthy action. And that is a very dangerous place to be at. Now, I, I'm not in a position to say why we are experiencing what we're experiencing. Only Allah knows. I have a knowledge of like an ant, basically, when it comes to these things. But I'm just basing, basing all of this on what I'm observing. I'm like maybe we can look at it this way, is that it's a wake-up call to just be united and to just be gentle with each other. Because literally what's happening is a person around you can be walking and they don't know that they're carriers. They don't know that they have contracted the virus. Or a person that you know have been living two doors down from you is immunocompromised, even though they might not look like it or act like it, but they might be completely and you have no idea about that. So literally what we're experiencing is that we don't know what lies within a person. And at this point, the fact that we don't know what lies within them makes our entire livelihood shake because it could ruin the society. It could cause a lot of loss. And so if we can just live a little bit like this, apart from this situation, where we can say, you know, I am saying or feeling this about this person, but I really don't know what they have within, within them. They might be going through some difficulty I don't understand. Or they might be carrying a load of goodness that I don't know about. So if we can just look at it this way and take this opportunity to wake up and be like, look, I, I don't know what Allah has intended for this to be on this whole world. I don't know what what the blessing behind that is. Um, I don't know what sort of a punishment it is on everyone. It is something for sure. But what is it for me? What am I personally learning from this? What can I personally get out of this? And how can I come out of this better than I was before? Like we have to come out better after this. Like we just have to. We cannot come out of it the same. If we do come out of it the same or if we come out of it worst, then surely we have failed this test. We have totally failed it. And we cannot afford to fail this. This is like a once in a lifetime thing. I was listening to another person talk about this and how they were saying that, you know, plagues and and stuff like this happens constantly. Like it literally people, at least once in a lifetime, people experience something like this. So our grandparents and our great-grandparents experienced something like this. And here we are, we're experiencing this too. And he said that people who are in the next generation, our children and our grandchildren will also experience this. So this is for us a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that Allah has chose for us to be here for this. I am, I mean, like it's scary to be in this position, but also it is a privilege that if we were on this path, where we're just like dwindling from the straight path, where we're just like going left and right without really thinking about it, then then maybe this is it. This is a wake-up call. This is a reminder. Hey, wake up. Start working on your character. Start working and learning who you are supposed to be as a Muslim. What are you supposed to be doing every day? How are you supposed to be interacting with people around you? Are you really doing those things? Like what is it that you're doing every day? So let's stop. Let's wake up from this. Let's stop pretending that we're cats or that we're animals where all we have to worry about is food, shelter, and somehow spending our time every day and entertaining ourselves. And let's realize that this life has a bigger purpose. And let's use this opportunity to wake ourselves up. 
finally, as we go through this pandemic together, this coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever it is that you want to, that you refer to it as in your circle of influence, I would love to hear from you. What are your personal lessons that you're learning from this? So please share those with me by emailing me at samia at sunnaliving.com. That information is written down for you in the description of this podcast, in the show notes, and I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, this is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Also, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Sunna Living and on my blog sunnaliving.com where I have more content about topics similar to today. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.